As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Like, share, subscribe, comment, criticize. It is all welcome. It is I, your host, Jeremy. And if you are listening to today's episode, you are listening to the Wednesday edition of Jeremy Speaks Here. Like me on Facebook. Like me on Instagram at Jeremy Speaks Here. Like me uh, on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel where I post clips about everything that it is that I talk about here on Jeremy Speaks. Uh, If you don't have time to listen to the full podcast, you can just subscribe to me on YouTube. But if you want to hear full episodes of the podcast, you can go over to Spreaker and Apple Podcasts as well as SoundCloud where I post full episodes five days a week, Monday through Friday at 6.30 p.m. EST. Now... I, I walked into this with a, a good spirit, a good mood, but as far as this episode, um, yeah, my microphone broke this morning. So with my microphone broken, that means I have to do something a little different. I have to record and I have to edit it a little more, but the show must go on and I have to do these podcasts because that is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it well. Until I can get a new microphone, this is how it has to be. I apologize if the audio is a little crappy, but I have to get this in. Um, No excuses, no surrender, no retreat. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Before I start, I would like to go ahead and put out this disclaimer that I'm going to put out from now on at the beginning of my videos and at the beginning of my podcast. And that is that I am not a financial advisor. I do not advise uh, people to do anything financially. I do not advise people to take risk where they can't take risk. I'm just pointing out some of the things I've learned as far as what I need to do as far as my investment profile. So please do your own due diligence and do it responsibly. It's like when you're drinking, they tell you to drink responsibly, right? Well, I'm telling you to do your due diligence responsibly and get it done that way. But we're going to go ahead and get right into today's show. And I've talked about the banks. I've talked about the families. I've talked about the families who own the banks. I've even talked about some black people who are being innovative in digital banking and uh, giving people of black and Latino communities a chance and educating and innovating in that way. So I want to go ahead and I want to start talking about 
how the digitization of money is going to change the way we use money. And if you follow any videos over on my YouTube channel, you know that on my YouTube channel, I talk about cryptocurrencies and crypto tokens and things like that. As a matter of fact, one of my most successful videos right now is almost at 100 views. And it's talking about a cryptocurrency known as Digibyte, a crypto token known as Digibyte. And I think it's important to understand exactly where we're headed as far as money is concerned. I think it's very important to understand exactly where money is headed and that you need to be brought up to date on how this could affect you. I've talked about it several times how people take those pretty little pictures with the money and they flashing all the cash they got. Well, the only thing that's going to be able to do is service toilet paper or paper towels in the future because everything is going digital. Uh, I learned about cryptocurrencies. I learned about the first cryptocurrency I had ever heard of was Bitcoin. And I learned about Bitcoin in 2008 when it was like 0.00005% or, or 5 cents or some crazy number like that. And at the time when I was learning about Bitcoin, they were pushing Bitcoin, but they were also pushing Bitcoin as something of a scam. Now, now that things have gotten a little bit more technical, things have gotten a little bit more, there's a lot more information out there as far as what is concerned, as far as crypto goes. Now there's a little bit more information and people see that the price is going up and the price is going down. Currently, as of this recording, Bitcoin is going through something uh, that I like to refer to as uh, rich people getting in because rich people got to get in at a cheap price because they don't want to pay the price everybody else is paying for it. Now, Bitcoin has probably made a lot of millionaires over the past couple of weeks and Bitcoin will continue to make millionaires. But right now, uh, the the tactics of rich people are getting people to spend their money to spend their Bitcoin so that they can get it at the lower price and then it's going to go back up. But that Bitcoin is the first cryptocurrency that I ever heard of. I had only ever heard of Bitcoin um, through just, you know, being online looking for a way to make money. Bitcoin used to be in that section where people would try to make money and would try to uh, work from home type shit. That's what Bitcoin used to be. But now you can look around and now you see ATMs that accept Bitcoin. Now you see ATMs that accept cryptocurrency as payment. So while everybody's panicking over what's going on with the cryptocurrency and the crypto market, there if if it was failing, they wouldn't be making ATMs that would accept cryptocurrency. If if the crypto market was crashing, they would not be putting Bitcoin machines in, in, in certain neighborhoods or they wouldn't be putting Bitcoin machines at gas pumps. You know, some store owners are actually turning Bitcoin into the way that they accept payments because there are the fees aren't as high. So I don't think Bitcoin is going anywhere. And as a matter of fact, I don't think cryptocurrency is going anywhere. I don't think cryptocurrency is going in, anywhere anytime soon. And to prove to you, Wall Street has actually taken note uh, and Wall Street banks are bracing for the digital dollar as the next disruptive force. Uh, it's going to be the next financial disruptor. I mean, you got countries as large as China and as small as the Bahamas instituting digital currencies. But in the U.S., of course, with the U.S. being what it is, the Federal Reserve is taking a cautious approach 
uh, though it has launched a project with MIT, so that tells you that they are already looking at it. But Wall Street is actually warming up to the idea of digital currencies. Uh, the Federal Reserve says it's a few years away from developing its own, but, you know, I don't buy that. This is uh, courtesy of CNBC.com. Uh, countries as large as China are leading the way because digital money is drawing stronger and stronger interest in, as the future of an increasingly cashless society because a digital dollar would resemble uh, Ethereum or Bitcoin, but it, it will be different in important ways. It, rather than be a tradable asset with fluctuating prices and limited use, the central bank digital currency will function more like dollars and have widespread acceptance. It also would be fully regulated under a central authority. Now, when Bitcoin, when I first heard of Bitcoin, um, Bitcoin was created because it didn't want to be controlled, right? Like, this was my understanding of it. Bitcoin wasn't the thing that they wanted to regulate. They wanted it to be anonymous and all that. And I think that that's really the issue with why they won't accept certain digital currencies here or there or why they're trying to regulate digital currencies because you it was a place called Silk Road years ago where you could take Bitcoin and you could go on there, you could have a Bitcoin wallet and you could purchase drugs anonymously. And they 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 couldn't put an institution around it, right? Like they couldn't regulate it the way they wanted to be. Now with regulation is gonna come taxes. And if you use any of the exchanges that I use to purchase crypto, you know that some of these fees are incredible. Incredible. These fees are high. Coinbase has extremely high fees. I mean, but they are racing towards digital money. A chief economist, uh, economist at Morgan Stanley said that a major move to introduce central banking digital currencies or CBDCs could actually disrupt the financial system. But you got 86% of the world's central banks exploring digital currencies. So what did that what does that tell you? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What does that tell you? Of course they're worried. Of course they're worried. They, they, if they don't get the implementation right, of course they got concerns. You know? Personally, I think that this is a good idea. That's just me, though. Um, transfer payments, of course, would be faster if you could, you know, with COVID, it showed that with COVID, um, you should be you should be able to deposit money quickly. I mean, you even got Jerome Powell of the Federal Reserve saying that the digital dollar is a high priority project. Of course it is. You want to get your bread. They want you know they got to touch their bread before you touch your bread. You know, uh, new forms of digital money could provide a parallel boost to the vital lifelines that provide to the poor and developing countries. They always hit with that developing countries bullshit. Hell, the United States is a developing country. We can't even agree on what we can't even agree that that the, the parties are using the poor people. But you know that's a that's a podcast for another day. The main thing is they really want to regulate, and they can't have financial institutions being losers from digital currencies because you know you got traditional banking and. Uh, you know, traditional banking could lose deposits due to people putting their money in the central bank accounts. And of course, they want to throw out this whole worries over privacy crap. Um, no, don't give me that because, you know, with privacy, what privacy is now, people go to court all the time and sue Facebook over privacy concerns. You have no concerns over privacy. You want everybody's information. And if you can have everybody's financial information, what an event, what another advantage you have over the people that are 14th Amendment slaves to you. Slaves to the corporation, if you don't know what I'm referring to. That's basically what it is. Slaves to the corporation. But there is a race. You know, some people frame it as a space race or a digital currency cold war. That's, that's what they, you know, China's in the lead if that's the case. You know, China, of course they're in the lead. They don't share their interest rates and anything with the rest of the world. I mean, they launched the digital yuan, uh, yuan, I don't, Y-U-A-N, they launched it last year, but when they launched it, that put fear in people that China has the edge that could ultimately undermine the dollar statuses as, or the dollar's status as the world's reserve currency. Though China has said that it is not its objective, a Bank of America report notes that issuing digital dollars would let the U.S. currency remain highly competitive relative to other currencies. Basically, the U.S. don't want to be left out in the dirt when it comes to currencies. You know what I mean? You know, the Bahamas has something called the sand dollar. I might have to look that up and do a spotlight on that. That's called a sand dollar. <laughs> Man, you know, the Fed, that inspired the Fed to start working with, you know, a joint project with MIT. Because they gotta, they gotta get in on it, man. They, they, it's always about money. You know, there, there's a policy choice that they have to enforce and design choices that they have to enforce. You know, 
the Fed is doing all that work, but they haven't made a decision because, again, the question is, will this benefit the people that we serve? Now, you know the Fed serves the families, right? Like, I've already talked about that. If you haven't caught those episodes, you should definitely go back and listen to it. But the Fed serves the family. So when you hear the Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, say, will this benefit the people that we serve? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. You know? You got a, a, a lobbyist, uh, industry lobbyist, gr lobbying group. There's lobby. Of course, if you don't know what lobbyists are, they are people that spend money to get certain laws passed uh, because they, they have deeper pockets than everybody else. But the lobbying group is worried about it because they're worried about a quote unquote potential diminishment of the traditional banking system. Of course, you're worried about it. You're, you're, you're a lobbyist. How, how can you convince somebody? That they need to spend this or spend that. If your money is, if if your pockets are on, on par with anybody else who may have as much of that coin as you do, how will you convince people that your money's better? All the rich people are worried, you know. All the people, you know, like the Bank of England is looking for their own digital currency. What that tell you? That Bank of England, the central or the European Central Bank, you know, that's the most powerful central bank in the world. Let's be honest. It's the most powerful central bank in the world. So what does that tell you? I tell you that, of course, they're looking for a way out. Of course, they're looking for a way to get everybody's money. Of course. That's what it all boils down to. Uh, somebody said that cash is going the way of the dodo. I don't know if anybody remembers the dodo bird. Probably not, but they hunted the dodo bird into extinction. Chris Cole, who is the instructor of the BW and instructor in the BWO, said cash is trash. And they are confirming everything that he has told us. Everything. I mean, they legitimately think that cash is going to go extinct. And, and that uh, payments, as far as the payment landscape, will be entirely online within the next decade. So what does that tell you? All that money that you have, <laughs> that you flashing and taking pictures, you so stupid not even to realize that that's going to be worthless soon. So all the, it's going to be a bunch of people deleting shit off of their Facebooks and off of their Instagrams because they're going to realize just how stupid that you look, you know? And we, we mentioned China. Um, China's digital currency is leading to the race to displace Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. You should definitely do your research on the digital yuan, yuan, Y-U-A-N. Um, the Bank for International Settlements estimates that 80% of central banks around the world are researching digital currencies. Why would they be researching digital currencies? Because they know. And before I move on to that, Understand that money is already digital. When you swipe your debit card, it's already digital. When you pay for something online, it's already digital. That money leaves your, a number leaves the bank account that you have and goes into somebody else's. It's already digital. It's been digital. You put, you slide your little chip in or you swipe your card, you are using a digital currency because that money is not physically in your hand. It's a number in a bank account. But, about 60% of countries are developing their own digital currencies. That's that's crazy, right? Like the, the stuff we used to see, like I remember on iRobot, like 
Will Smith, he uh, paid with a car, and his total came up on this thing. He just swiped the car, and it went doo-doo-doo. And that's what we do now. iRobot was almost 10 years ago at this point, maybe a little more. And China is in the lead to do that. What does that tell you? Everybody else trying to catch up. <laughs> you better catch up because China don't have to. China don't need the world. We need China. And with all this digital currency and things being exchanged, you do realize that a Great Depression is coming. Last time they had a currency swap or a currency exchange like this, that was a Great Depression when they stole all the gold. A Great Depression, and it's happening now. You do realize it's happening now. I want people to wake up and realize that. It's happening right in front of your face. They're not trying to hide it. They want your money. It's always been about money. It will always be about money, no matter what they try, what they say or how they try to frame it. You know, the people need to learn what the interoperability of a coin means. That's some crypto jargon for you, in case you didn't know. You know, and I did a video on my YouTube channel, which you should go subscribe to, where I talked about how Amazon is already accepting Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, Purse.io. You know, you can buy Lowe's gift cards with Bitcoin. You can buy airline tickets with Bitcoin. You can buy stuff from Whole Foods with Bitcoin. So who are they marketing all this digital currency to? The people that they know are going to be smart enough, the knowledgeable. It's the knowledgeable people that get paid when stuff go to hell. The last time they did something like this, the Great Depression happened and they stole all the gold. How do you think people are going to be? I mean, I wouldn't panic. I still won't panic. Like I said, I've already been using digital currency, right? <laughs> I've already been swiping my debit card. I've already been paying at the pump. You know, it's just I can't wait to see one of these Bitcoin machines in, in the neighborhood I live in. And then people, what, what's that? I ain't using that. Yes, you will. Because at one point, ATMs was brand new. At one point, they, they, they didn't accept gold anymore. They stole all the gold and that they made gold valuable. I've already talked about the Bank of International Settlements. I talked about that on a previous episode, but according to the BIS, uh, CBDCs, uh, which are centralized digital back currencies, uh, such as cash and gold and oil, those are things that can be regulated. But I mean, this the BIS sees it as a way for central banks to streamline key economic, financial, and regulatory activities while safeguarding the public's trust in money. You're not trying to safeguard the public's anything in money. People already, you know, you, I put it like this. You're forcing people to get vaccinated right now. Where, where, where do you think the trust is right now? You're forcing, you're forcing them to get it. Cryptocurrencies gain traction as a, get used to gain traction as a form of rebellion against financial institutions where people felt like they were no longer stable or trustworthy. The original cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, was intended to bring an easier and more secure way to transact money. See, I told you it used to be anonymous. I told you it used to be anonymous. It used to be something, it was created for the very reason and now they're trying to regulate it, which is against the very reason why it was created in the first place. <laughs> These people ain't stupid, man. I talked about the People's Bank of China, how they decided to introduce a project that boasts people's confidence in financial institutions, and also they're trying to undermine the use of Bitcoin. Beijing has long been an opponent of cryptocurrencies, especially Bitcoin, for many reasons. 
One concern is the negative impact cryptocurrency has on the environment and how it hampers the goals established by many countries, including China, to reach peak carbon emissions by 2030 and, to, and carbon neutrality by 2060. Therefore, many regulators are requesting a change. You know, we are beginning to see the cryptocurrency market lose one of its competitive advantages in its concept of decentralization and anonymity. That anonymity. <laughs> you know, it takes energy to mine cryptocurrency, you know. And and with the anonymity part, the identity of the token holders is being compromised is one of the, you know. What does that tell you? If you largely capitalize the market of these assets, it will be almost impossible to remain anonymous. That's what they want. That's what they want. That's the whole trick. I told you, all you got to do is follow your nose to the money. That's all it's always been about is the money. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who, who doesn't see this coming? You know, but you have to do your own, edu you have to educate yourself. You have to do your own due diligence when it comes to digital banking. I mean, people really, we really already been trusting people to handle a lot of money. You see the mess they make out of it so far. I mean, I remember Bitcoin, like I said, on, on Silk Road, Bitcoin was used to buy drugs. You could hire people on the dark web. That's not a myth. They used to, Bitcoin used to be untraceable. Well, if you start tracing it, who the hell, you know, who's going to use it? Who's going to use it? I mean, I, I made a post about a week ago about how Wells Fargo or how Russia would, not, not Wells Fargo, but how Russia, banks in Russia were already shifting towards digital currencies. I made a post about that. I already, I read the news considerably when it comes to this stuff. 
because it's going to affect me and it's going to affect the people in my bloodline. I did. I read a story that was uh, in Pensacola where the store owner says at least a dozen customers use his coin flip ATM because of its low fees. That's in Northwest Florida. That's now. That's today. What did I tell you? I actually talked about something else, how to uh, build in a, CD, a CBDC for the European Central Bank. They're already starting because European countries, uh, the European Central Bank warns that countries that fail to launch their own digital currency uh, may be outpaced by the tech sector. I talked about that already. I did. That's nothing new to me. I've been doing my research. I've been doing my due diligence. I'm, I'm waiting on it to happen. You know, I need to invest a little bit more of my money into Bitcoin, but I'm willing to do that because I know what's about to happen. I'm well aware of what's about to happen. And and more people need to realize that those pictures where you holding a whole bunch of money in your pocket, that those days are over. Ain't nobody going to be doing that shit with their money no more. You're going to want to remain anonymous. Like, I'm trying to buy up as many cryptocurrencies as I can. <laughs> like, for real. Because it, it the price is fluctuating all this and that. But at some point, they're going to figure out a way to deregulate. Or they're going to figure out a way to regulate it. And they're going to figure out a way to tax it. It's that simple. You need to know terms about crypto. Like I said, like interoperability of a coin. You need to know that places like Pulse.io are instituting that, hey, Amazon is billion-dollar company that don't pay taxes. You know, I know that uh, Elon Musk has kind of disrupted the cryptocurrency market and he's shaking the faith of it. But that goes to show you the power of why they want to regulate it. Because then Elon Musk can't put out a tweet and make a million people stop investing in this cryptocurrency. It's exactly what it is. It's all about power, control, and regulation. And if... At one point in time, think about it like this. At one point in time, they were trying to figure out how they could tax marijuana, and now they figured it out. These people are crafty. They're not, they're, they, they don't, you don't have to be smart when you can get other smart people to work for you. They figured out a way to, to, to get the marijuana market. Marijuana is a big business in California. Hell, it's, it's probably the reason why California is not bankrupt now. But if they figured it out with marijuana and it's only a matter of time before they decriminalize that everywhere, they are going to figure out a way to decentralize and, and make cryptocurrency not anonymous. And now, especially Bitcoin, now everybody's going to have to show what they're spending their Bitcoin on. And if they make it digital, they're really going to be tracing your money. You think they're tracing your money now. You think they're tracing your debit card now. You think they're tracing every, all your activity now. Wait till they can get your money completely digitized. Like I said, if you have a Wells Fargo account, if you have a Chase banking account, if you have the Wells Fargo app on your phone, your money is already digital. Hate to break it to you, it is. That's just the flat truth of the matter. It is already digital. You're just the last one to pick up on that. Money's been digital for a long, long time. When you go to the ATM and put that card in there, yeah, it gives you cash back out, but it read your card digitally. It went straight to your account. Don't be surprised when Bitcoin, Bitcoin is, doesn't have to be the leader in it. Bitcoin doesn't have to lead the way completely. But at some point, it's going to be a cryptocurrency that they're already using Ethereum to pay for NFTs. That's a whole nother podcast that I could do about NFT and the NFT market, which they claim crash. Bullshit. They put a lot of money in it. It's not going nowhere. You know, I know that digital currencies pose a threat to the economy, but 
at this point, they figured it out before. You know, central banks are going to create their own so they can get your money. Banks don't have money. Uh, banks don't have any money. Let's be real. Banks don't have any money. The only money that banks have is the money that you give them. So they have to keep up with the times. They have to create a digital currency that's open to everybody. They have to figure out how to, you know, they have to figure out how to how to keep the base money supply in their hands and control. I mean, they're doing the exact opposite with Bitcoin right now than what it was made to do, which was stay anonymous. And they're taking these digital currencies serious because they feed off the news just like we feed off the news. They are 100% serious with what they're trying to accomplish. And hey, I don't blame them. I want to keep my money. I want to keep everybody else's money in my pocket too. I mean, you got Bitcoin, you got Ripple, you got Ethereum, you got Dogecoin, you got Litecoin, you got Bit. Some of these are tokens too. You got Bitcoin Cash, which I said Amazon is accepting Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. You got Dash. You got Peercoin, you know, you even got something that I, I talk about it every week uh, or I talk about it every day. Actually, you have some cryptos that are on the market that are really, really cheap right now. But if you, the, invest, the return on investment is great, if that's the one that pops, you have over 10,000 cryptocurrencies, 10,000. And with one tweet, which is crazy, the power of social media. With one tweet, the 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 price or, or of, of digital currency can go up or down. Elon Musk has done it several times. He did it with Dogecoin. He did it with Bitcoin. He's doing it with Bitcoin. One minute they accept, he bought like one point five million dollar billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, and then the next minute he said Tesla's not accepting Bitcoin anymore. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? I think we all know what the top three cryptos are. Uh, Dogecoin is up there now. I had some Dogecoin at the beginning of the year, but I got my money and I got out. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to because the fluctuation was so high. You know, people went crazy over Dogecoin. Oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a this and that and blah 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 blah. Well, it may be, but Bitcoin is still number one, whether you like it or not. Whether you understand it or not, you will be forced into using it at some point. You will be forced into using Bitcoin. You will be forced into using Dogecoin or whatever the cryptocurrency that's popular at the time. You will be forced into using it. I hate to tell you, Litecoin, that's another. Ethereum, that's another. Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum Classic, Stellar Lumen, which I had some of that last year. You know? You can potentially pay zero taxes on any of these profits. See, that's the problem right there. That's the problem. They have to deregulate it and they have to figure out how to, they have to regulate it, excuse me, and they have to figure out how to get money in their pockets. That's what it's all about. That's what it's always been about. If you want to buy crypto, there are several exchanges. You can uh, go over to my YouTube channel and subscribe. I'll talk about different ones and I also talk about where you can purchase these and what exchanges that they are on and things of that nature. Because I want people to be educated. Can't say I didn't tell you so because it'll be a public record of it daily almost with me. So that's going to about wrap it up for this episode of Jeremy Speaks. 
Like, share, subscribe, comment, criticize. Thank you for joining me. I hope you do your due diligence and learn what cryptocurrency really is about to mean for you. If you have children under the age of 10, hell, if you got children that are 16, 17, 18 right now, 20 years from now, they're going to be using cryptocurrencies just as soon as they can figure it out. And like I said, if you think it's going anywhere, people once thought that certain states wouldn't have marijuana decriminalized. Oregon decriminalized all drugs. Let that be a lesson to you. You got to study the wolves and apply, man. You got to see how history has worked out in the favor of those who are knowledgeable. And you have to figure out how you can get some of that information for yourself. Because the knowledgeable make money when everything goes to shit. Not the wealthy. Definitely not the poor. Like, share, subscribe, comment, criticize. It is all welcome. Join me tomorrow at 6.30 on any platform. Uh, Spreaker, SoundCloud. Join me on any platform, Apple Podcast, and tune in. Uh, have some more to talk about when it comes to digital currencies on tomorrow's episode. Thank you for listening. I've been Jeremy. Peace. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yo. Yo, yo. Look. Look. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Smack bouncy racks on handmade new racks. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. That's everybody from sports to college class to rap and back.